0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Ball knocked down by Mount, picked up by Shackelford, into Alcindor, two more for the Bruins. Cheryl Miller, beautiful 15-foot jumper. Hatcher wants to go base line.
0: Sends it inside to Miller. And Miller comes with a little reverse it. What a shot by Reggie Miller.
1: Underneath, Harold driving. Reverse lay and That's it. Fifteen points. He's reached the 2,000 plateau. Vivi. Three more. He six on Saturday. He continues to sizzle. Eddie House has it. There it is. It's high. Oh, God.
0: about Eddie House. How do you
1: like it? And Robinson will get his first field goal as the five nine man jams it down. Hard standing three. Made that one look easy. Sure did. Here's Hannah Jump, three point specialist. And there is Sabrina Ionescu with the rebound. She has just become the first player in Division One history with 2,000 points, 1,000 assists, and 1,000 rebounds. A historic mark set by Sabrina Ionescu. Fading away. He gets it. Welcome back again to Believe in at Pac-12 Basketball here on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Michael Caratino, Sun Devil Alum, of course, joined by the ever-talented Oregon State, former Oregon State point guard, Ahmad Starks. As uh, we come to you this week again. Last week we were uh, joined by Chris Cartman. From uh, Sun Devil Source. Hope you guys got to check that out. If not, again, go subscribe uh, wherever you get your podcasts. I'll remind you of that towards the end too. But uh, it's been a uh, a very um, crazy, sad, and uh, tough few days, week, however you want to look at it. Um, Ahmad and I were going to touch on guys in the bubble NBA, obviously focusing on Pac-12 players there are quite a few, and we were thinking about the matchup. Uh, between Oklahoma City and Houston, obviously James Harden for Houston, who's just been—he's James Harden—and then Lou Dort, the rookie out of ASU. So two Sun Devils going at and defending him, uh, just insanely. And then we obviously get see everything that's happened today with games being postponed, players wanting to boycott, with the unfortunate uh, shooting of 29-year-old Jacob Blake uh, in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Uh, people have seen the video. It is, if you haven't seen it, it's one of those things where uh, <laughs> it is, it is disturbing and crazy shocking and even more shocking as Ahmad and i will get into it. That is uh three, this gentleman's three sons were in the car when it happened. He's in stable condition. Um, thankfully for him, he's in stable condition. Uh, unfortunately, uh, it looks like he was uh, paralyzed. His lawyer released a statement, I want to say yesterday or today, Amanda said it would be um, a miracle if Mr. Blake was able to walk again. Paralyzed in the ways now. Yeah. Um, with what happened in his three – like I said, his three children were in the car. I want to say we're like eight, six, and three, um, which is just – wow. I mean, I couldn't even imagine – As an eight year old, even hearing a sound like that, an eight, six, and a three year old, I mean, just hearing anything like that and then witnessing what went down. But yeah, unfortunately, like I said, he is paralyzed from the waist down. Um, The fortunate thing, though, is he is strong enough. And I know his family's been asking for peace and they don't want any more violence and they're, you know, praying for him. But but to back to the NBA players in the bubble, like I said, I mean, it's, you know, they, they mentioned about boycott. Doc Rivers was very passionate last night um, in saying, you know, it, it post-game because he said he didn't want to talk about it before the game. He could see his emotion and the pain. And I, didn't, I learned that about him last night. I didn't realize he had a father that was a police officer. So it's – uh, but they, the players, you know, they're, the, these young guys decided, hey, you know, the stuff on the court – Everything on the jerseys, like yeah, that's great because people are seeing it and it, it's for change and it's for positiveness. But then something like this happens and say, hey, you know what? We're, we're games are going to be postponed and we'll see how they go forward. There, I'm, I'm, I'm with them. I mean, again, it comes to always, you know, it always comes down to I guess what you feel what is right and maybe their responsibility for their job, quote unquote. But you know, good for them for for boycotting and. You know, hopefully they, it'll start perpetuating more change because people just need to stop arguing and bickering like a bunch of immature people, whatever you want to say, and actually get real change and get responsible people to do the right thing.
0: I, uh, I very much commend the, the teams like Milwaukee who started. I know Boston and Toronto were, had a meeting together to talk about it. Um, but Boston was the first. I mean, Milwaukee was the first to pretty much step up to the plate and just say they were going to do it. And so then other teams expressed their interest in doing it as well. So the league just canceled the games, postponed the games. So I commend those decisions um, big time. I think it's an, a very important time. As we know, the world is in a crazy place in general. But um, another incident like this is uh, is unacceptable. I truly, truly believe that For one, the NBA players taking that stance, it is very important to do, um, just to send the message. If nonetheless, obviously that itself, just like kneeling for the flag, so people don't understand, that in itself will not do, you know, change things, but it's a step, it's a signal. It's for, to bring attention to what's going on to ultimately attempt to change. So they're using their platform to do something. Just like we continue to say, it's not about the flag, it's about these type of things that are going on today. Um, the, the thing that just happened with Jacob Plague and others um, throughout, you know, throughout a lifetime, throughout since we had this police system and other things that are going on. So it's just, oh, it's uncalled for, for a guy who, whether he's with his kids or not, but it just makes it all worse. Um, for a guy who's walking away from the police when you see the video if it was that necessary to if they felt it was super necessary to shoot someone they had perfectly close range and he was black to shoot him in the calf or the back of his leg or butt you know um if it was totally necessary for whatever reason if they felt that way which it clearly does not look like from the video but if they felt that way then you could shoot somewhere that was not you know, now that he's paralyzed from the waist down. So you could avoid that situation and slow him down. Nonetheless, there's three of you, why not go tackle a man? If you feel that, he didn't look threatening at all, but if you just feel the need that, hey, you wanna contain him or get him in cuffs, if that's your judgment, so be it, I'm not a cop, but if that's your judgment, then go grab him. There's three of you, wrap him up, hold him down, whatever you gotta do, there's no reason to even pull out a gun. Don't need to even do that. So you're taught taught in these situations how to do things without a gun. Yes, you're taught things with a gun, but you're taught how to, you know, contain someone in these situations. So it's completely unacceptable, and I feel like Justin needs to be served in those type of things. In these type of situations, it's just, it's not fair for people to just go walking free doing these things. That's not a, that's not your job as a cop to, to do those things. You're supposed to be protecting people, not just, more or less, it's like if he dies, he dies. You know, that's just what it looks like.
1: And I was going to say, too, to your point, I mean, yeah, his, his actually sons were 3, 5, and 8. Um, but, yeah, LeBron James said that. He's like, if you see the video, I mean, they were close enough that if you need to detain somebody, he could have tackled them. He's like, I, he, he, it was like, if he was there, like it said, to, he was trying to defuse the situation that cops were called for between the women if he is walking away, if you feel you need to detain him, I mean, LeBron James said it last night, like you were close enough to tackle him and he's not armed. He's walking away. And like you said, I mean, if, if you feel it's a need, if you said, Hey, you know, stop, we need to talk to you. And he kept going. There's no, like you said, there's, I mean, it's, it's, it's sickening to me in a way that you would even pull a gun, somebody that's a not armed, not threatening you walking away. That you could tackle, you could stop, and officers, and it, like you said, I mean that probably would have been it would have been ridiculous, but they, they have tasers on them. They could have tased them. Like again, it, and not and not that he deserves not that he deserves any of it, but that like I'm with LeBron James. Like they could have restrained him. They were close enough. Like you just said, they could have stopped him. And and that's that. Like there didn't need to be anything else of it. I mean, the only thing. Look and you know how I feel because it is, it's, I think of those kids and I mean, obviously I think of him, I mean, it, it's terrible, but three little kids that have start, you know, I mean, come on, as a kid, like you said, you have, you're all wide-eyed and yeah, not everything I know is always like I say to you, rainbows and unicorns, but I mean, you know, three, five, you're, you're just, you're with dad, you're having fun. Like it's, it's something like that. Just it, absolutely terrible. And, you know, I mean, it, and when people talk about change, like I was saying to you before we started, it's got us the bickering and just that the constant blaming and negativity has to stop, like do stuff for the people. Like, I mean, again, Doc Rivers said, you know, <laughs> the constitution, it is for the people, like honor it, like understand it, it shouldn't, it should never get to this. And yeah, I mean, even last night, you know, Doc Rivers, you know, mentioned that, but I mean, Charles Barkley and you know, even Kenny Smith saying like, asking, you know, Ernie Johnson, you ever talk to your kid about if he's pulled, you know, about being pulled over by a cop or anything? He's like, no, he's like, that's just like part of the talk in young black with black parents and their children. He goes, which he goes and the the look on his face is saying to me, like in this day and age, it's, it's still mind boggling, we have to have this. You can be respectful and, you know, and Shaq said, I just, you know, just say, hey, it doesn't make it right, but yes, sir. No, sir. If they tell you to keep your hands there. Just keep your hands there, because you. He goes. You need to come home too. And what I mean what what they're all saying, and you know, I mean, Bill Russell is Bill Russell. I know, like, had tweeted at them last night, and they showed it on Inside the NBA. And you know, it's like you know, obviously, prayers to Jacob Blake and his family. And it's it. It should. You're right. It should never have to happen. Because and that again, it comes to a thing of even if somebody isn't listening to you, like, I mean, shooting is a very, like, again, if you're drawn on, and I know I've been friends with cops that have never had a deal with anything like this. They've also, I've talked, <laughs> they've talked to me about having been shot at by people, you know, that they're trying to help or calm down or whether it was drug related or anything. So you see both sides, but when they're, when they're feeling, yes, obviously attacked, or if somebody has, a weapon but somebody that doesn't and then you just it's just it's ridiculous i mean and you know i know the sheriff's at least the department itself isn't investigating it they have outside um like the sheriff's office and from reading a few articles it was the sheriff's and so the kenosha department again is it's outside investigation but i mean inevitably i, I I'm with you. There's no reason it should ever have to happen. And there's nothing in these officers' reports that could support anything other than they just were being absolutely
0: irresponsible and out of control. If this were not a person of color, just the carelessness of the situation, um, for you to um, let out, you know, what's it, it seven or eight bullets, you know, it's not necessary. If you had to do, for whatever, if you had, why, why wasn't one enough? or wasn't two enough?
1: Right, and to your point, Ahmad, to your point real quick, too, like, he pulled his shirt. You see in the video, he had a shirt, so he could have just taken him down.
0: There, There's so many other options in this scenario. So it's just nonsense, but, uh, you know, you, there are the countless number of situations that we've been talking about with police officers and people of color, it's totally different, and I, you hear you say things on Twitter or Instagram, like you were talking to me about people's comments. Um, it's unreal because people say, "Oh, there's more, more white people who have you know gotten shot or killed by police officers than anything." And I'm like, one, uh, they're way more, you know, they're way more, you know, um, Caucasians than people of color in the in the country. So that's just the fact. But the the reason why this is important is because as it appears, once again, not as it appears, for a fact, they've been been shot or killed for no reason in these type of situations. You know, when it's not a person of color, there's a lot of times, I won't say all, but there's some messed up situations, but a lot of times, there's, you know, there's like a a school shooting situation or a church shooting or, you know, a person with a knife or some sort of reasoning behind it nonetheless. Not always, I can't say 100% of the time, but there are those instances where most of the time there's some type of weapon involved or some type of craziness going on. Whereas here, another case of there's no weapon around. There's no form of, you know, seems like it's an attack on the officer's life. Just truly, Maybe he is disobeying. That's not a death sentence, or you know, a sentence to be paralyzed. Just because I'm walking away, and maybe that's, hey, if it were, if it was me, you know, personally, yes, I probably will listen. Let's just say it was me, just to say, hey, I'm stopping with my hands up because I'm terrified of these type of things happening. But it's still, nonetheless, no matter what I do, if I'm not attacking that officer. There should be no death sentence. I should not be gunned down, you know, for any reason at all. There's, if his life isn't threatened, that needs to stop. So this is why we have these conversations about defunding police and things of that nature, because that, those money could be used elsewhere. Not, I know I have friends that are police officers, uh, quite a few in my neighborhood. Right. And they're not all bad. And what, And that's the thing. That's what sucks too, because
1: like you're, like you're saying too, to your point, like You know, Doc Rivers said it's not about defunding, it's about training and restructuring and people that are the bad seeds need to be thrown out because, you know, and Doc Rivers and many have supported Like, like you're saying, you know, officers, I know them. They're not, they're not built like that. That's not them. Like they're not, with their training and everything they know, they're not, they're not gonna let it get escalated. It's, they're not obviously gonna pull their weapon if somebody doesn't have a weapon. Like they're, but for the bad ones, and anything, for any of the bad ones, it's always guilt by association. <laughs> because if, if you're doing something good and I'm doing something bad and we're always together, people are going to be like, well, he's dragging you down. Like, oh, you're, you're like him when you're nothing like me, but it's just because we're around each other. And yeah, so he was, Doc Rivers mentioned like defunding, he goes, it needs to be in a training. It needs to be, and if they don't go through this and they, whatever it is that needs to be changed, needs to be changed because yeah, there are definitely ridiculous. Re- ridiculous in in every industry
0: how do you weed out the bad cops yeah but you don't you don't know that all the time until it's too late um no i won't say that's 100 percent of the time but a lot of times you don't know that until it's too late and so how do you weed that out early that there's no really way to tell everyone's going through whatever the basic training is well right basically
1: i I think it needs to be more on well the psychological side so if you're going to say it's like you want to again, shift money, but into the psychological side of it. I mean, show show would be recruits, these videos. Like if you and I are recruits, you see, like you said, all different all different things, but these different videos and you constantly see and see it. It's like psychologically, it's gonna wear on them. You'll see how they react. If somebody's, as they're watching, if somebody's like, oh, no big deal, like that person deserved it, then they're obviously gonna be weeded out. But you see people as it starts getting to, more on the psychological, side, I think with anything, It's just like, to your point, it's more on the psychological side because basic training, the physical side of it, yes, they go through things, but that's something that needs to be more because you're right. There's some people that, you know, with whether it's, you know, becomes a police officer, a sheriff, a sheriff's deputy, whatever, and they get a badge and a gun in their hand. And you're right, that is the wrong recipe for that person. I'm 100% with you, but I don't think there's enough from what I've seen on the psychological side of making it longer but putting them through this because how are you going to react
0: if there's an accurate way to do that then i'm all for it but um well until then then i do i do think it's the training it's weeding them out it's all that but i also think it's you know it's defunding as far as now putting that so here's the thing right like the places with the most crime are the places with the less resources and so it's not and that just so happens, but also not just so happens to be neighborhoods of people of color and predominantly people of color. It's like, it happens to be that way, but it doesn't just happen to be that way. It was set up a long time ago. Absolutely. And that's why
1: I love the conversation too about, you know, with this, because it ties into it, the education reform about, you know, not just about going to schools that, you know, are good for you just because if you are in a certain neighborhood, again, picking the schools you want your kids to go to as parents. And I know, and I mean, even when he was here in Phoenix for a little bit, but Jalen Rose was always, and I got to talk to him a little bit, but always huge on, I'll call education reform now, but just education, because it's like, just because if you live somewhere, you have somebody that's really bright, they can go to a different school. Parents should be able to choose where they want their kids to go to school. Who set that platform
0: up? No, that's what I'm saying. No, no, absolutely
1: no. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's...
0: it's... Right, it was, it was kind of a rhetorical question, but yeah, like, you know, that's the type of things we're dealing with, and it's kind of, it, it dates back to redlining and, and segregation and all that type of stuff. You know why? Because the amount of money that goes into schools is based on your property taxes and things of that nature. Well, who set up the property taxes this way? Um, and things and all of that type of stuff. It was a setup from the beginning. Well, and here's, here's the thing to that too, which to me, I think even takes it to a
1: next level because like, you're right. Everything, you can connect the dots to everything. This is why I've always said if the president should have, has the two-term limit, there needs, to be, there needs to be term limits for Congress. Like why do they get to be professional politicians? And I'm not even saying it because, you know, I know that so Joe Biden's been there 37 years. I'm not saying that. If you and I can't get something done, like it's the only industry, and I, 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 I won't even call it industry, it's like a profession, but if if you and I were at a company, say, Amon, for like seven years, which in this day and age, and you know everything's got to be instant gratification would be long, but say seven years, and we weren't getting anything done, we would be, they'd be like, yeah, you know what, hey, you guys are great, but we got to go a different direction, like that's that's that. You can be a professional politician, and they, like I said, they, the, the negative, the arguing, the bickering, but there needs to be term limits on that. Like, go in there with, with like, you know, uh, like a, you know, uh, a flame, flame under your butt and get stuff done, like, for the people. It's not hard to be logical and responsible.
0: Yeah, they don't have that mindset, so you got to find, try to somehow get people in power who can get the right people in those positions. Absolutely,
1: but it, they need not to be career. They need not to be life positions. The Supreme Court—that's a different story. The the judges like you don't want people messing. And I get whoever the president appoints in Senate. I understand that, but I'm just saying, Senate and Congress. I'm sorry. Like a lot of these people have been there way too long, and I'm not saying they haven't. I'm and I'm like you. I'm not saying they they have done good or decent things. But I'm sorry, you don't get to make a 50-year career of it where healthcare, anything that you pretty much put in motion doesn't affect you. Their healthcare is taken care of. Things don't really pertain to them. I mean, not that uh, knock on wood, God forbid, I'm not saying they can murder anybody. You know, I'm not saying that, but like the healthcare, stuff like that doesn't pertain to them. So we shouldn't get to make a career out of it. And every time it's brought up, I mean, it won't pass because they're the ones that have to vote on it. So uh, to me, it's ridiculous. The president gets two terms you want to you want to make it four terms for them so they get 16 years whatever or if you make it you know 20 if you you know whatever you want to make it but there needs to be and not ridiculously long but there needs to be a limit because then people would actually work to get stuff done and if and if if to work together to do it that's what that's what like you I, that's what people need that's what the country needs like it can be empowered, but it's like, get it done. Like, you can still, even if you're not there, the next person coming in, it's not like they're going to change every single thing you did for your district. Like, you're going to understand, like, the, the temperature of your people, your community, like you're talking about. You're going to understand
0: it. So get the guns off the streets. But they don't want to do that. Well, the people who are there don't really want to do that. One, because they are racist in those positions. But two, it also... Doesn't affect them the same way. Like they're not, they don't experience those things. It's just those people over there. So let's say some people who aren't racist, let's just say, get people who benefit out. They just don't experience those things, or don't have friends who experience those things. So it's not really their world. But we usually do stuff when it affects us, or it's near and dear to us. We feel something for it. Then we go out and try to create change. And so now you need people. color but also just people who have a heart for those things and who just understand either they've experienced it in one way or another themselves or friends or just have a general understanding and care that this is not what's going this is what's wrong like you said be solution based more or less you know find get to the weed of the problem and make a change with it so that's a part of why why it's about like you know defunding police and education reform because it's it's a change in what's been going on. We've had this police, we've had all this funding for police, that's a big change that can be made because now these funds, yes, I believe police officers can be effective. I believe that's important to have. But I do think that some funding, a lot of funding can be used for mental health services, can be used for, um, like you said, education reform, putting stuff back in the school system, doing things the right way with the school system putting more money into the community as far as food, jobs, um, entertainment. Just you know to pick out my, my mom, uh, my mother and I, we are in the process of building an entertainment complex in our community. Um, um, something very big, but something that will also, she's done it for 20 years, has experienced her and my father, um, has built movie theaters in industry communities. But the premise of that is, the mission behind all that, rather, is bringing jobs to the community. Things that you know, people, things that people need, are bringing source of entertainment. So it's these type of resources that allow people to say, "Okay, I have money, company, and I don't have to go." It's not necessarily survival of the fittest where I have to go do crazy things to just make my own living. Now we don't need police because people are trying to make a living for themselves and their family, making money, having things to do, having good food around to be healthy versus in my I don't know where you live but I would assume or it's your sister's place I would assume that there's not a liquor store on every corner um in the neighborhood um uh, you know different things of that nature whereas you see that up and down our neighborhoods that's why I was saying to you real quick
1: about the movies is I remember boys in the hood when Lawrence Fishburne's giving that monologue I just talked about it I'm glad you put it up yeah, why is there a liquor store on every corner? Why is there a liquor store? Why is there this? Because they want us to kill our Now, I know a lot of people thought, "Wow, John Singleton's going farther," but again, it's it's like you said, it's almost like shocking to get the point across.
0: He's right on.
1: And then even in in uh, in Straight Outta Compton, when he said when they're interviewing him, and
0: again he goes, we,
1: "We we don't have any passports. We 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 didn't we didn't bring it in."
0: Uh, same same thing. We do own any ships. We don't own any, any of that type of stuff. So how is it getting into our community? You know what I'm saying? When we're not in control. Right. And like in Boys in the Hood, he said it wasn't an issue until
1: it hit some, you know, a white community in Iowa. But I will say this in Arizona, it's not it's not it's not a liquor store, but especially like I mean here. In, like I said, Tucson. But even when when I'm in Phoenix, like there there literally is you, you can't go in most areas like. A mile without hitting a Circle K or a 7 <laughs> Eleven. I mean, it's funny. It's funny how, well, no, no, and I, I'm not trying to make light of it, Amada, you know that, but it cracks me up how, and there used to be like 7 Eleven or Circle K would take some over. So there would be, now there's like Circle K's like diagonal from each other. Obviously, it's beneficial to them because people are going in Circle K's, 7 Elevens, whatever. But to your point of, yes, a liquor store, like there are, some, but you're right. It's you're you're, you're gonna go to some areas where it's not it's not gonna be on every corner. It's
0: liquor stores, it's fast food restaurants, it's all this stuff, stuff that you know is is down the line, not good for you. you know, that's what Lawrence Fishburne talked about is taking away your ability to reproduce as a it's all a setup from the beginning, as I keep trying to say. And now it's just it's restructuring the way we the way we as a society, you know, do things. Uh, making making things right like you say the question is we've heard people talk about the NBA are we even human beings you know what I'm saying and this dates back to it dates back to slavery when we weren't thought of as human beings we were thought of as property uh, you know being being owned by someone else and then it worked to work for someone else without us slaves on property
1: well, no, I mean, you think of, you're 100%, obviously 100% right, but you think it throughout history. I just saw another thing too, like uh, it's the 18th was the 100th anniversary of the 19th amendment, which again, talking of property, but gave women the right to vote. It, it's, it's one of those things where, I, I mean, as a kid growing up, like I'm like, you learn about it and I, even learning about it and hearing stories and hearing um, my parents and my grandparents saying things and you're a kid and you learn it, but you know, I'm one of those moments, like, how can you look at, like, you see another person standing here, like, at, like just as a piece of property. Like you said, like, I mean, even as a kid, I couldn't like work that out in my head. I'm like, that's the, that's a person, you know? And, and my grandpa used to say it too. He's like, you know, he would always say is like people, you know, he goes, obviously, people always say trust is, trust is earned. And he's like, people do need to show. He's like, but, are you going to live a negative life to where you see somebody and you're like, Oh, I can't trust. Why can't you trust that person? Like, I'm not going to say like, you're going to, you know, I'm going to, you're going to see me and be like, Oh, here's, can you hold my wallet for 20 minutes with, you know, a hundred thousand dollars in it and I'll be right back for it. Like I get that, but he used to say like, there has to be an understanding respect. And, you know, like I said, him serving in the army, like, you know, they didn't talk about it a lot. He wouldn't talk about it a lot unless we asked him, but, even friends of his that we met, it's like that, it's like that old lifelong thing in the, you know, military, like, are you putting, you know, your life in someone else's hands and asking them to do the same for you? Because, you know, I mean, that's pretty much where it is. And there's no trust. And again, like you said, I mean, it it comes from, like you said, so many, so many issues of throughout time. I mean, obviously slavery was, was, uh, you look at it, it's just like, I can't, I mean, even reading about it, knowing it's real, believe me, I'm not one of those people, like, the earth is flat and people are lying and, you know, but there are even people that say like, you know, the Holocaust didn't exist. Like that's wow. But I even like learning and knowing it's there, I just, I never understood like how, how anyone could have such a, 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 a disdain for a person or people like they didn't even know, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. I guess I'm just, maybe I'm wired weirdly Ahmad. I just, it, it, it's just frustrating.
0: Oh, exactly. exactly. Even at that time, it's, you know, for people who own slaves, you know, it's about the dollar. It's about more or less their own version of survival of the fittest. So now, okay, we're going to take these people who look look strong and who are able, and we have these resources, back to that word, to uh, hold them down and, and, you know, control them to make them work for us. And that's where this goes. So now from that mindset, you are brought into you know like i own you so that that mentality i won't say that everyone thinks people today think they own someone but a form of that mentality sprinkles down family family generation generation then you you have that so when you go from that how do you go from that to you go from right to you're supposed to be free and all these things then you go to these segregation laws you know what i'm saying so now it's still a, it's still like you're less than you're, you're not, you're not the same as us. You're not equal, whatever it is, whatever the mentality is, it's not that we're all on the same page here.
1: Right. Did, did you ever see, uh, did you see hidden figures? I did. I knew cause I really wanted to, I know everybody, like so many kids Oh, I want to be an astronaut. Like I love fast and being able to fly and go that fast to me and like maybe go to space would have been absolutely awesome but I knew like of it, but seeing the book and then just reading more about it, I'm just like, but I love that scene in the movie where again, and you talk about obviously knowing your, knowing your audience is the thing. But when she, when she talks to the judge about going to the uh, that school for the college classes to be an engineer and she did, that was just epic. Like, well, you were the first, well, I can't do that unless you let me be the first. And The fact that like it's just you see it and it's just like man i mean it's something like that that shows you like you know (laughs) yes we've it's just crazy to say yeah we've come a long way since like you said like seeing people and slaves as property but then segregation then getting through that and of course schools in the south not wanting to you know do that you see movies like i mean the express which was amazing the um ernie davis story which was i mean people that don't know it's sad but it's just to see how people could just not like somebody and just think of well no oh they were this and now they're supposed to vote now you know this is just crazy it's like yeah I I just it's frustrating to think that there's still that closed-mindedness out there but all you can do all we can do as people is just you know point it out when it's wrong and just get like 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 we were saying just get people in there. They're going to get to a solution. I don't need, we don't need to bicker with anybody. We seem to get to logical solutions to where people aren't feeling that way. Like you said, I mean, jobs, but where they can trust the police. And that's one thing that, you know, I know people have written about to Oman and it's like, you know, saying, Oh, defund the police. But a lot of the, you know, and and you see who's saying it. I mean, and again, it, I think the funding needs to be channeled into a more training B edge, but, there's so much more needs to always be put into education. It's, it's ridiculous, but um, a lot of people that can, you know, they have their, you know, their own private security. I know me, I'm not affording any private security anytime soon. So, I mean, again, I I just, it, it can be done logically. And instead of bickering, let's care about people as citizens. Let's honor, you know, somebody like a Jacob Blake, who, again, like I said, paralyzed from the waist down, it, well, you were saying it was just absolutely terrible as kids had to see this and it was no reason for it when it, it definitely just could have been stopped, like you said, so many different ways. So I'm glad the NBA, I mean, to bring it back to that, I'm glad the NBA players did this. I mean, you know, it's, it's, I know, I think that, uh, oh, the WNBA did as well too. Right before we started, I got like a, an update saying that the WNBA had uh, postponed games as well. So, and again, it's, it's, it's working together. It's, it's get that out there, get change in a positive direction. But I mean, yeah, there's, there's people that shouldn't be in positions of authority. And that's across everything, Ahmad, as you know, because there's people that are going to look at somebody and be like, Oh, well I don't like him. So he, he, they could be qualified, but I don't like, you know, him or her or whatever. Um, But I'm glad the NBA players did it. I'm with you on that. And the fact that, like you said, that, Boston and Toronto talked. To, I know Fred Van Vleet said it. Um, Bill Russell, he said, he goes, they have such a platform. And he goes, it's tough. He goes to deal with this. But he said, he, Bill Russell was saying, you know, they need to keep playing. They need to keep talking about it. He goes, because that, and then they need to get out there in their communities and do these things too. But look, I'm glad at least they all agreed on it and worked together. Well, we can end it on kind of something good. I, I do. I, I keep forgetting to tell you my mom, my mom enjoys the podcast. She she likes listening to you. She likes to make fun of me. She's probably going to give me a hard time for this, but she, uh, she, she enjoys uh, our take on the Pac-12. Since uh, she won't technically root for ASU, since I went there and since my sister went to U of A, so you know, I always tell her, "Oh, she's your favorite kid. You're just rooting for them." So she, she won't root for either one. But I mean, I guess you could turn her to an Oregon State fan, I'm I
0: hope so. Maybe she can be a Beaver fan. Um, she. Can- effect well just like i did it's like i do rather so uh no i think that's great i have some people who definitely like the show as well and i want to keep just keep the views coming in and definitely if we appreciate any feedback we can get from everybody um positive negative whatever it is any guests you'd like to see on the show please feel free to reach out and uh, we'll try to keep coming with good content
1: and on that note, Ahmad and I have reached out to SIDs, and we're hearing back. And obviously with the uh, late start to the season, a lot have uh, come back saying coaches might not be doing things right now. Some aren't doing things right now. Some might be. We are working on that. And like Ahmad said, any feedback? Positive? Let's, let's go constructive, Ahmad. No negative. No negative word. And it's having because I thought the same thing too. Anything constructive, hit us up. I'm on Twitter at Diablos00. Ahmad is on Twitter at ASTARX3. Um, again, we wanted to talk about the bubble and they postpone and what's going on, but this is important. So like we're saying, be positive, go out, work for a change, get solutions done, and then we can go back to, uh, you know, enjoying sports as entertainment, like you're saying. By the way, though, that's awesome, though. Good luck on the uh, – so when – wait, real quick before we get out of here, though, you're saying the complex. When is – so? You and your mom started working on that, or is is it up? When what's the? Uh, I guess when's the uh, target date for it to be done?
0: Target date is uh, at this point it'll be summer twenty twenty two. On this for a few years now, um, she's the head honcho. So I'm like let's say second in charge. Um, um, but it's been it's been a long drawn out process. But we are wrapping up some final documents for the situation and hopefully in gearing up to close on the close on every close on the entire deal by you know the end of this year early next year and it's it's going to be an entertainment complex that has a, a dine in movie theater um seven screen dine in movie theater a creole restaurant um at, like i talked about our our neighborhoods lack entertainment and you know it's also a good food a food desert so you have a dine in movie theater you have creole restaurant you have a bowling alley um, with billiards and everything, as well as an event space for concerts, comedy shows, weddings—you name it. So, something uh, very, very much needed in a in, in a community like ours, and it's uh it's it's in a neighborhood that's going to be very much on the rise. Uh, we're we're in a neighborhood close to where the Obama Presidential Library will be. Um, will be a half a mile away, a mile or a half a mile away. So. It's in a neighborhood that's going to be very much on the rise, but very much needs everything that's coming to it.
1: Well, Ahmad, I just want you to know I love food. I'm Italian. That Creole sounds awesome. I love bowling and I love movies. So, I mean, for the grand opening, like I'm, I'm down with you know if if I'm not trying to invite myself, but I am. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll be there. Like we can we can do something live there.
0: <laughs> Come on through. We'll uh. Grand Open will definitely be something very big. There'll be a bunch of special guests in line for that one. Um, And then also there'll be other stuff that I'll be throwing as well. So, Mike, yeah, definitely you'll come on through at some point and uh, come check it out. But we got It's all a process, but we're going to get there. We're we're heading in the right direction. Awesome. That's
1: what we like to hear. Well, hey, hey, there better be a basketball hoop somewhere there. That's all I got to say, though. There better be some kind of hoop there.
0: I'm um uh, I'm gonna keep some of these these private plans under wraps. I can't comment any further on that.
1: Fair enough. I hey, I don't want I, that. That's totally fair enough. Trade secrets. I get it. But on that note, we are gonna get out of here. Again, he is Ahmad Starks. Hit him up on Twitter at a Starks three. I'm Michael Caritoneo at Diablos 0 Again, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Luminary. Tune in. The Sword Search. Believe. B L E A D in Pac-12 basketball, and you get to hear us uh, every week as we drop episodes, and as each week goes by, like I said, it'll be a late start in the Pac-10, Pac-12, pardon me, Pac-12. Um, but as the weeks get closer, again, we're looking to get more guests on and have a season and be able to talk about that as well, but everybody, hey, stay safe out there, again, be well to each other, Bill, and, that's a shout out to Bill and Ted, but be excellent to each other, actually, that's a shout out to that. As, uh, again, we want everything to go in the right direction, but stuff needs to get done. So everybody, positively use your voices, influence, and get out there and do it. We're going to get out of here, and we will see you next week here on Believe and Well